They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that knows a thing or two about building machines that wind up evil. This is Hysteria 51. I'm not evil. I'm misunderstood. Oh, and really mean. I'm definitely mean. Now, that song is appropriate for you on so many levels. <laughs> Mostly that it's sung by a wannabe badass who is not a badass at all. <laughs> uh, those rays are very sweet. Sugary, <laughs> uh, one might not even say. Lemonade and brownies. Mm. <laughs> anyway, we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. My name is John Goforth, and these are the dulcet tones of Mr. Brent Hayes. Thank you, John. Despite having our own little evil machine, I'm excited for tonight's topic. It was really fun to uh, kind of look at... Red alert. The Romulan are firing photon cheese muffins. Kyle, Red alert. stop it. Like I've told you a million times before, you aren't the computer on the Enterprise. I am M. T. Earl Grey. Hold to turbo lift six. Commander Riker to the cheese muffin. Seabot, can you explain why your idiot is interrupting the show again this week? Well, I was trying to get some work done last week. And by work I mean drinking, but I can't just leave the little guy unattended. He might tell my secrets. So... I put him in front of the boob tube and threw on your old Star Trek TNG DVDs. Now, for some reason, he thinks he's the computer on the Enterprise. Why, why would he think that? No clue. You had nothing to do with it? Not a thing. Well, unless you count telling him he'd become the computer on the Enterprise if he watched every episode. Make it so 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 cheese muffins. <laughs> if... If you're wondering what these idiots are doing here, the manipulative one is Conspiracy Bot. Brent built him to make the podcast better. He obviously does the exact opposite of that. Yeah, and the other one is Conspiracy Bot sidekick Kyle. It's like someone smashed together the annoying little brother trope from every crappy 80s movie and a Tamagotchi. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we live with that. So, yeah. That sounds desirable, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. Enough from the peanut gallery, Brent. But speaking of crappy 80s movies, tonight's topic sort of reminds me of a few movies from that era involving, let's just say, evil vehicles. So the question is this. What is your favorite evil vehicle? Oh, There wow. are many. I, and I, I mean, I guess you could go beyond the 80s. I suppose you could go, uh, you could even go interstellar. Um, but, uh, you know... Uh, I'll start. Like my mm-hmm. my favorite by far is from the eighties. Um, maybe it's because I grew up watching the movie, but it's Maximum Overdrive. I mean, Emilio Estevez at his finest, and a semi that just won't stop. The semi that has the goblin face from Marvel Comics on there, and is like a toy. Yeah, that's right. Toy truck. That was really everything because it was either aliens. Or, I'm trying. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. It was either aliens or a comet or something made everything come to life on Earth and run amok. So to speak. It's funny, too, because it's a great cult classic to us now. It's it's campy. It's great. It, but um, it also smacks of the problem that so many Stephen King movie adaptations do. And that is 
as scary as they are to read is as funny as they are to watch. Right, right, right. And that was where he dipped his feet into the directing world and then said, I oh, don't want right. to do that anymore. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I and did it, not enjoy you, that. You're kind of right, too. It doesn't hold up. You know, even at that point in time, it was kind of a a more campy um, feeling even back then, so to speak. It's a, definitely a... Well, I mean, we're going to talk about Christine, Maxim Overdrive, and it's something that he had toyed with machines coming alive quite a bit. Um, this wasn't his only uh, soiree into that. Uh, from a Buick 8, another thing. Trucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. From trucks, another one. You know, there's this whole uh, machines having their own life. And then, you you know, a lot of other people have, have gone even further down that road. Rubber. Where the tire comes to life to kill you. But um, <laughs> I think if I had to pick mine, I was a huge Knight Rider fan. And so I got to go with Kit's evil brother, the other uh, Knight Industries car. Car, Knight Automated Roving Robot. Uh, it looked just like Kit, except it had a black and gray paint job. And it was evil. So, oh, and not to be outdone, they had the evil that. Michael Knight. His name was Garth. And he drove car. I don't remember that. He was only in a few episodes here and there. Okay, okay. Then when they couldn't think of other shit to do. <laughs> do you remember, um, now this this probably gets a little, I think this is more like Unseen Driver than it is Evil Vehicle. Do you remember the old movie uh, from like the early 70s, Duel? I'm familiar with the movie. I've never seen it, but yeah. Um, that's more, you're right, that's more of like the unseen, uh, it's scary because you don't know who's there and you're being hunted by it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was fun. It was um, uh, the uh, directorial debut of one Mr. Steven Spielberg. Ooh. Who, now, who, yeah. did he do any, go on to do anything else? No, no. Okay. Uh, I think this was the pinnacle for him. One and done. Uh, it was also, it was, uh, this is really cool, it was written by Richard Matheson. Oh, really? If you're not familiar with Richard Matheson, he wrote the book, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great book. It, he wrote the very, only good version of I Am Legend. I was about to say, it's the only, <laughs> it is much fuck, different man, than... Because no, everyone looks at that and goes, that's a great story, I'm going to change it completely and just keep the name. I Am Legend is kind of similar to World War Z in that um, the movie's not bad. It just has nothing to do with the book. Right, right. Other than, you know, there's little bitty tropes. It is a heady masterpiece. Yeah, I suppose I I Am Legend's movie is closer to the book than World War Z. Right. (laughs) But not much closer. The thing about I Am Legend, and you've had 40, almost 50 years to read it, so I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school too much, is... You have your whole outlook on this guy, and he's he's killing the monsters, and he's and all this is happening. And then when you get to the end of the book, you realize he's the bad guy, he's the monster. He just didn't realize it, and it's this whole oh my god, blows yeah, your mind. Yeah. And they've never done that worth a shit. Um, I see dead people. <laughs> not quite. I mean, that's the closest to that kind of reversal, right? Like, yeah, like you believe something, you believe something the whole time, and it's actually the exact opposite. Yeah, it was a little bit, you know, the payoff was very different, but yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Matheson also, by the way, Matheson was a big writer on The Twilight Zone. Wrote a bunch of episodes for The Twilight Zone, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. So I like him for that. That's why I actually know about the dude. What I didn't know, I looked him up before the episode. He wrote, remember the movie uh, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote that. Uh, he also wrote Steel, 
which became the movie Real Steel uh, with Wolverine in it. Oh, the boxing robot movie? Yep. Really? Matheson wrote that. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, it was, it, he wrote a short story called Steel, which is what the movie was based on. Wow. The point is, if you haven't checked out Richard Matheson, go check him out. His shit is good. You just said Twilight Zone. It made me think of this. You know how you can check the age of someone is when something crazy happens, they go, what am I in the Twilight Zone? Or if they say, what am I in the Black Mirror? That's how you can see how old someone is. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, uh-huh. It's true. Yep, it's true. Here we are. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then you can also check if they're like a uh, anti, a, a nonconformist. What am I in the outer limits? <laughs> right. I mean, it's good, but it's not the example people use. Right. <laughs> uh, so, man, there is just it is a trope, but it's a fun trope, and not to be outdone by just tropes and stories. We got a said-to-be-true story this week, and uh, we're going to go down that road to find out if it is true or not. Can we just go ahead and, and b- let's just add the asterisks to it now that you just said it said to be true. That is actually in the description of our show. Uh, that happens every <laughs> week. I don't think you have to well, really throw that out. But, you know, often we, you know, like, I uh, let's put it this way. It's tantamount to about 10 times the evidence for most of the UFO sightings that we do as episodes of this program, then there is evidence for this particular yeah. tale. Yeah. Now, I wish I had a little bit more evidence. I actually did even call the police department and I left to um, I I got a hold of uh, someone there and they were supposed to call me. Back, they never did. I left another message with the desk sergeant just asking for information on their non-emergency line to find out if, you know, if they could give me anything. And I think they just fluffed me off. Uh, we'll get into what I'm talking about. Actually, that, but, I don't think they called you back because I followed up your call with my own call. Uh, yeah, yeah, and well, there are they're, they're probably going to be calling me, but uh, it's for different reasons now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brent, I'm just saying, like, keep your ring on. Yeah, yeah that's all. <laughs> I do love the title. I want to start there. The most evil car in America. And before we move on, I think that leads one to imagine there are more evil cars elsewhere, so they need to make the distinction that this one just happens to be in America. Well, they do need to make that distinction because I know a few people that drive Land Rovers, Uh and that is by far the most evil car internationally because... Man, everyone who drives one sinks thousands of dollars into them. Right. But they're so nice. They look so nice. Yeah, you hear that. To our all UK the time. friends, I'm sorry, but they are they, they fall apart, man. They fall apart. But yeah, it's just it's funny that this is like the evil, you know, it just makes you think of of uh, or it makes my mind go to those spots. Uh, like the racist Nissan Ultima of Papua New Guinea or the Slovakian K car that has forty three illegitimate children it won't support. Why are you the way you are? I blame my father. That <laughs> is a road I'm not going to go down moving along. I think he's right. <laughs> and speaking of roads, let's hit the road to the one, one place the creepiest car in America should be from. Motherfucking Maine. Castle Rock, Maine. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Castle Rock. But Old Orchard Beach, Maine is the home to the car of the hour, a 1964 Dodge 330 LE. Now, John. You're probably screaming into the night. What does that LE stand for? Motherfucking limited edition, bitches. <laughs> Very limited edition. So we should be happy, I guess, if this is true. I would stop you there. The the, the one incorrect statement you made there is um, you would know if I was screaming into the night because I, I do have a microphone. That is true. That is. I'm just I'm just saying. 
I got a bullhorn and a reason. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the car has a nickname, the Golden Eagle. Kyle has a nickname also. Oh, okay. What is it? Bob Johnson. Calm down, dollar store brand Tom Servo. I would have gone with Dirk Hardpeck or at a minimum slab squat thrust. You know, you both need to stop it before we get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Jesus, back to killer cars. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I see why he's riled up. We're talking about machines killing people. Am I that transparent? Yes. Yes. So, uh, Brent, let's go back to the car, the Golden Eagle. One point I want to make about it, in reading some of these tales... I'm sorry, reports. The Golden Eagle is referred to almost like it was, you know, the Buick Skylark, like like the Golden Eagle is the name of the uh, model. It's not. It is simply the nickname that this particular, this one vehicle was given no, around. That's why it's story. nickname. Yeah, not, not model or brand, you know, nickname. Yeah, the Golden Eagle. And literally, we were talking about that Stephen King stuff. This is the car. The one and only car that Stephen King was inspired by to write Christine. That is how famous or infamous, depending on how you want to state it, this car is, or or at least used to be. Now, it's kind of gone by the wayside. Uh, there's been a resurgence. A lot of people have talked about it recently. I've seen some things online as I was, I was doing some research. Uh, it's been on our list for quite a while. And uh, I think it was time. It's time to dust off the old Golden Eagle and talk about it. Now, originally... When it started its life, it was bought as a police vehicle, John. The Dodge 330 LE, uh, only about 5,000 of them were produced, but they were produced specifically to um, to be police vehicles. Not that they were ordered to be police vehicles, but rather the Dodge produced them, uh, in, I suppose, in hopes that they Well, would. now they do stuff like that with like the new Caprice. That's what it is. You have to be an LE you know, to order it. Right, like like the, police inter- the old police interceptors. Right, and so it, it started out as a police car before eventually falling into the hands of its current order, and the source of all these fucking stories, a one Wendy Allen. I have a question. Is Wendy Allen related to Woody Allen? Uh, no, they've never had sex, so no. Um, <laughs> uh, so this this car had its its beginnings. I'm done. <laughs> uh, so boom, they ordered this king new squad car. Dibs, I'm sure people fucking fighting over. You got a new squad car. Everyone wants it. Well, not so fast as this story would have us believe. Three officers drove. This car is their squad car while it was in service, and all three died terrible deaths. Now, not just one of them, because shit happens, so that's easy to ignore. Not just two, because, wow, that's a coincidence, but all three. And to be clear, and this was another thing that was unclear to me in reading some of the research, none of these deaths happened in or near the car. They happen to the people who happen to be driving the car in that right. era. Yeah, they're not your run-of-the-mill terrible deaths. These people drove this car, all three of them, then killed their families and then themselves in a murder-suicide situation, all three of them. Can I sing my murder-suicide song now? No, fuck off with no. that. People died, man. Have some respect. Seriously, what in the actual fuck? Alleged murder-suicide. Hey, well... <laughs> He brings up a good point. Lots of people say this happened. Literally hundreds of Angel Fire websites. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. The reason we're making fun of it, kids, is you can't find an account of, like, the names of the people that died. Right, and you can't if you call the police department either because they don't return your phone calls. But 
you know, I couldn't find any police records online or actual sources other than the the circle jerk of citing stuff. There's tons of articles telling the story. And we'll get into, you know, I did find some where we finally found some some info from, from Wendy, and that's when it gets real juicy. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, there was nothing other than the citing of the story told over and over and over the same stuff. But the Internet says it happened, so by God, it happened. That's the way it is. Now, John, this is just the tip of the the Murderberg. <laughs> Let's go to break, and when we come back, more shenanigans with the most haunted limited edition Dodge 330 Asterix in America. That's coming up on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Brent, you said before the break that the internet says it happened, so by God, it happened. Yeah. Um, I would point out that there are sources on the internet that are, that are less than, um, uh, that are less than believable, but there's also sources on the internet that are very believable. And one of those sources on the internet is... Is Wikipedia. Name one worthwhile article on Wikipedia. I will name one. I will name one. All right. I'll wait. If you search for Hysteria 51, it is on Wikipedia. That sounds made up. I don't even know. Well done. We 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 are uh Yeah. Thank you to the author. Thank you to Wikipedia for choosing us as uh, worthwhile to to have an uh, uh, article on us. So thank I, you. Don't you envision? Don't you envision? I've made this illusion before, but don't you envision like a council of Rick somewhere just deciding? <laughs> uh, and, and that's like it's like the Wikipedia council. I'll allow it. 
Yeah. They show, are good enough. Show us what you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that? That was like the flying yellow the face. The head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, off of Wikipedia, which you're you're probably not gonna find, you can't you don't even find this story on the the Dodge 330 LE Wikipedia page. It's not even a, a reference on there, unfortunately, because I did check that out. Oh, I actually didn't check that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but uh, back to the police. Fuck this. I like to think the police chief screamed. I got three murder suicides. Now, again, we can't say for sure. But anyway, enough is enough. They sell the old Golden Eagle. <laughs> He's sitting there uh, before making the decision to sell the Golden Eagle. Now, what do these all have in common? <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, I mean, they all worked for me, uh, but I, I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> they all wrote in uh, blood, they, this is for you, Golden Eagle, whatever that means. Whatever, the, yeah, yeah. They all had peanut allergies. Maybe that was it. No, <gasps> The car, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Supposedly after that, the car was bought by the allen family and ended up being in the possession of one eventually wendy allen and like i said this is where a bulk of these stories come from now you can fill a tome with things that she said about this car so we're going to hit some of the highlights throughout this and tell you some of it wendy says her family never had issues with the car that were actually very bad other than the occasional, you know, brake slamming, wheel jerking, you know, nothing too bad, but outsiders were not so lucky. She claims, now she herself claims the car has killed at least drum roll 14 people, but unsubstantiated interweb claims and rumors state that others in the area say that is a very conservative number. I get that. Always shoot low when giving out murder numbers. I, I'm not okay with him even having an opinion on that, really, but moving on. Like I said, they believe the desk John to be much higher. <laughs> I, I, I love this part of the story. Unsubstantiated internet rumors <laughs> discount the other unsubstantiated internet rumor about the number of murders. Not 14. It was way more than that. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So Wendy actually herself says over the years, various groups from different churches have assembled and vandalized the car because that's what you do when Satan's got his hot rod parked out back only to meet their own demise. Now, as we all know, you don't mess with the devil's ride. So this did not go unpunished. That's just that's just the way it fucking goes. Alan claims that of all the people in both groups, 32 of them all died in very bizarre or strange ways. Why she claims 32 there, but 14 previously it's one of life's little mysteries we'll never know. Why would we know? There's also little anecdotes about the car going back to even when it was a, a police car, but things like seatbelt would just come undone by itself. You'd go out there in the morning and almost every morning, small animals in its radius would be dead. <laughs> this is something you'll hear more from Wendy later, but the stories go back before her, according to her. Uh, that the doors would just fly open as, yeah. as people were driving. Uh, when you would park other cars near it, their electrical systems would die. They would have like a parasitic mm -hmm. drop. The car itself, wouldn't. it would be fine. Or it wouldn't start for hours, and then all of a sudden it would just start up on its own. Yeah, you know, temperamental. Every, who knows how to work on a carburetor anymore these days? You know what I mean? Come on now. <laughs> um, we're talking, though, these these 
church members horrific accidents she says they had with semis decapitations doors flinging open of their cars after dealing with the old golden right. eagle and falling out lightning strikes in a car killing all the occupants you just don't try to kill the dodge or it kills you you don't fuck around with it wouldn't you couldn't you know couldn't you make the comparison that uh you know when when kyle came online he wasn't that bad and now i mean seabots rubbed off on him a little bit yeah it's true and he also you know did get taken over and possessed and kind of try to you know make sure we all died but i mean that's just a side note uh, I, no, he's sure. never made my door open while I was driving. <laughs> Knock on table. <laughs> Wait, you've had him in the car while you're driving? No, but I mean, I don't know what he does. That's why I crank windows and manual locks for me for life. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, for very good reason, every time he goes over a bridge, the windows are open. Yeah, you roll your windows down and you take your seatbelt off just in case. That's just the way it goes. There's even a story not that long ago in the Grand Zeman things from 2008 that says one kid simply on a dare touched the car. He then went home and just got the strong urge and murdered his whole family and burned the house to the ground because that's what you do when you touch the old L.E. I mean... Reminds Duh. me of the old saying, correlation is not causation. No, it reminds me of the saying, don't touch my fucking car. Uh, you know, <laughs> so one or the other of those is probably true. It's true. It's true. One of those two is the reason for this story. John, I got a question for you. It's an I have an answer. One. Let's see if they match. What kind of person keeps this car around? Woody Allen. <laughs> no, but motherfucking Wendy Allen types do. I'll ah. tell you that right now. She is nicknamed Eel Cat. That's not a joke. That's what she calls herself, Eel, E-E-L-K-A-T. Wait, is it what she calls herself, or is it her nickname? Well, Because so, it can't be both. You, can, you cannot give yourself your nickname. Well, she goes by that. I don't know who gave it to her. I didn't dig that far in. That's on me. She also has been called the <laughs> Sea Witch of Old Orchard Beach, and that is what other people have called her. Uh, so take it, you know, for, for her face value on either of those. She does have Eel Cat as her website, though, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> choose your own adventure. Well, with that one. yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen. Uh, if you if you do any digging around, you find a couple pictures of her. You do a little reading, um, as Brent, you're you're going to get to in a moment. You'll you'll quickly come to the conclusion that she probably gave herself these right. Days. She, you know, according to her, she kept driving this car despite all of its apparent kill count. That states something about a person. If this was true, cars aren't cheap. And it's other dying, not her. Carry on. <laughs> of course, he's he's got old eel cat's back. <laughs> the, the idiot doesn't. Have you, Seabot, have you ever bought a car? No, but I possess three and destroy countless others. So, okay, even if that's true, you have no concept of how much they cost. Now, that is just horseshit. I have tried to buy several on Brand's credit card, but he keeps disputing the transactions. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, can you corroborate that story? I can neither confirm or nor deny due to due to statements from my lawyer. <laughs> Pending legal action. <laughs> uh, but uh, remember those church peeps we were talking about? Well, enough is enough, they thought. So they got together. And I like to think with pitchforks and torches, because if you're going to have a motley crew, you need to have pitchforks and torches. Because they're not after Wendy. They're after Wendy's monster. No, no, they went to her house, stole the car, chopped it up, and distributed it piece by piece 
to various junkyards in the area. This part of the story drives me fucking bonkers. Let me explain. If you have ever read, if you have ever watched, if you have ever listened to any tale of evil anything, and I mean, it doesn't have to be a machine. It could be an evil, evil vacuum. Well, a vacuum cleaner is a machine. It could be an evil, uh, I don't know, rat. The one thing you don't fucking do is chop it up and spread it across the land. Because guess what? You're not killing the evil. You're spreading the evil around. When you sew that piece onto something else, then you just get evil into two things, not just one. That's the way it fucking works. Just, no one's paying Don't you guys to talk to the devil when he's around? You just not ignore him? You learn this <laughs> shit if you pay attention. I don't know what that means and... I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> you, you okay over there? <laughs> Eel cat, just, just for spoilers here, John, she didn't take kindly to that. She didn't take kindly to people chopping up her beloved hell beast and shipping her out. So she set out to track down all the original pieces or as much as she could and had the car remade as one is to do with as many of the original pieces as she could. And good news other than since then, the doors inexplicably flying open on the highway, she claims that nothing spooky has been attributed to the rebuilt Golden Eagle. Silver linings and shit, John, silver linings on that. Well, of course that's what you'd say if your car was out killing people every night. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've done a lot of talking about this. We really need to get into her side of the story in Wendy. Let's go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk Wendy herself. Some of her claims, some of the things she said, and why I love the Wayback Machine so much. One of my favorite things when doing research. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. This should be scarier if Seabock is right. It's a hell of a lot of story we've told you. John, it's a hell of a lot of story to read about. uh, Your bell sounds sick. My bell got a wire stuck in it, and when I went to hit it, oh, now I, that kind of happened. I've now fixed it. We're back in business, and uh, I was worried. I was, I was concerned. I I mean, did you find your bell? bell? Is is it just missing still? No, it's it's dead. Oh, my kid destroyed it. How did he destroy a metal bell? I, I. I don't know, man. Have a three-year-old. They fucking, I, they could destroy a a rock. I don't know how. They just do it. They, they, they're they just good at destroying shit. I, I, that's all I can tell My you. My dad used it's, to always tell like me when I was a kid I could destroy an anvil with a rubber mallet. That's <laughs> 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 such a better analogy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story, and it's one that people tell all the time. As just fact, when you see things, the crazy top five most dangerous cars in the world, blah, 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 they tell this story and they go, it killed three cops and this, this, and they just give it at face value. So when I went into this story, and I'm sure when you went into this story, I'm like, well, I want to know where this comes from. I want to find out because I hate when there's nothing to back up any claims other than claims. And I wanted to find or why or see why it's so hard to find any real details so I looked into Wendy. And yet, why there's no details, and yet why it's a 
fairly common story. Right, right, right. Like, like, like we could make up a story tomorrow, and, and but it, it wouldn't necessarily get traction. Right, why does, right. This one. Why is there traction? Exactly. And just speaking on that, that is something that I find fascinating. Sometimes I really just think lightning strikes. It just, the things part and things set up, and that's why something catches on. And yep. you never the know. The wrong person talks about it at the wrong right, time. or the right time, yeah. however you want to look at it. Yeah, I suppose depending on your perspective, yeah. I wanted to look into Wendy to find out as much as I could about her. So I looked into her. I couldn't get a hold of the police. And she describes herself as an author, artist, and a car designer. Now, I have a link to her website in the show notes, and it is... You should just see for yourself. Go to the notes, and they're going to be in there. And... um Use a desktop or laptop, not a mobile device. I mean, you can with a mobile device, but you're not going to get the whole experience where she talks about how she's been involved or pursued by KKK murders and the taking away of her cats, like dozens of cats, FBI investigations, all this crazy ramblings that she has on her site. Uh, She was going into all these stories and, and just... When you look at her, she's one of those people that wears feathers and beads, and she she's a car designer in the way that she takes super glue and glues rocks and beads and shit all over her car. Zuh. Uh, so that's how she's a car designer. Much like much, much like Seabot is a rocket pack designer. <laughs> right. She was interviewed once, and that is now gone. But thanks to the Wayback Machine, I was able to find a copy still uh, floating around, and it was a long long interview and she did a lot to (laughs) out herself as who she is and uh for better for worse that's gone it's for worse if you want to know the real story it's for better if you just want to take this at face value because it really throws a huge wrench into this she says in every she's one of those people that like everything she'll say like how are you doing today well because of the autism so she uses that as a crutch like how many cats do you have well, I have autism, so I can't count. What's the temperature like outside? Well, I have autism, so I'm susceptible to temperature fluctuations. Weird shit like that. I don't know. You just you got to read it. it. It's not that we're saying. I feel weird saying that because it comes out weird. Yeah, it, it's not that we're saying that. that I mean, obviously, autism is a huge thing, and 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 uh, we're both we're both. Uh, supporters of autism speaks and and like 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 these are we're not saying anything against autism of folks she seems to be using it as a cover for why she can't answer questions right whenever there's a question she can't answer because she's more than happy to answer other questions about oh i can't i don't i got autism yeah 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 so i got a couple quotes so here's a quote from her it's directly from and again you can find the link to the wayback machine you can find this interview it is long There's a lot more to this, but I wanted to read you a couple things from it. First one. For 30 years, the Golden Eagle sat in my garden, silent and motionless, sitting on top of an ancient Native American graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, it was one of many cars that lined this hill. Mechanics have long baffled over our difficulty keeping a car running. We buy, on average, a new car every six months, a necessity caused by the inexplicable fact that once a car is parked too close to the Golden Eagle, it never runs again. Now, she'll say she buys a new car every six months. She'll also say in this that she can't afford a car. She's living out of the car. It's her home. She has no money. 
but you know, would, splitting would hairs. It perhaps makes sense. I, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw a fucking lark out here. Would it perhaps make sense to stop parking the fucking cars? Within six feet of the Golden Eagle, if they never run again, uh, they're not making any more land, John. You just can't be willy nilly with it. Come on now. <laughs> the, so she goes on. The only answer mechanics have ever been able to come up with was that our driveway must be on some sort of natural electrical fault line, which drains the power out of the cars, thus causing irreparable damage to the battery, alternator, and electronics. I know they taught that in Mechanics One Hundred and One. Natural electrical fault lines. Oh, yeah, we have a clip of it. Now, basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it's produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. Yeah, that, that that was part of the lecture. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the lecture. So, Brent, um, I I want to make sure that I understand this. Can you can you please explain it for me? Um. It's because it's on a fault line. A natural electrical fault line. A natural electrical fault line. On top of a Native American burial ground. I was, thank you, you just took the words out of my mouth. Why are we referencing the Native American burial ground then? I mean, if you're on a burial ground, you say you're on a fucking burial ground, man. It has nothing to do with the Welcome car. Welcome to Shakey's, just, just... home of a Native American burial ground. I mean, that's just what you say. <laughs> I mean, in every context, you just always mention it. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger at a Native American burial ground. You know, that's the way it goes. Thanks for calling AT&T. This is Rodney. How can I help you? I do need to mention that this call is being recorded, and I am currently talking to you from atop a Native American burial ground. Isn't it so just kind of disgusting that when someone needs something, they just throw in Native American burial ground, and people go... Oh, yeah. Just like yeah. that was an yeah, even in Amityville. It and it was an evil Native American burial ground where they buried the Native Americans face down so they couldn't see the sky. Yep. You know, that shit happens. As opposed to those Christian burial grounds where we put all the aliens. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to give them a good Christian burial. Back then, they didn't look at them as like savages like the Native Americans. They were aliens. They, they didn't know any better. See how that works out? <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, going on, she says, local people with more superstitious beliefs point to the Golden Eagle saying that it has an energy-sucking demon in it that drains the electricity out of everything that passes it. They point out that it's not just cars, but also watches, radios, cameras, clocks, and other electrical items, which also die once in contact with a car. And they have a point. It is a puzzlement that could possibly be explained by the last day of this car's life. I want to stop you there real quick. One point I would make. If this is a demon, it is a very, very moody demon. I mean, there are days where it'll kill a frog because it came a little too close. There are days where it'll just make a car turn off or, you know, lights flicker. There are other days where it'll cause a policeman to kill his family and himself. That's a moody car. Or, Well, let me rephrase. That's a moody demon. I get it. Sometimes you feel like chilling. Sometimes you feel like forcing a murder-suicide. All how the mood strikes you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just, you know, maybe that demon's got shit going on. Maybe not there all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Zozo, you are not the father. <laughs> That's him uh, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
somehow it's Zozo, the devil himself, and Joe Peck on that dais waiting to find out from Maury. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. The only one one that the mom would have been saddened by is Joe Peck. Right. Oh. So she goes on to say, the electrical sucking problem was a more recent development, however. The car, when brand new, was a problem from the day it left the showroom. Driving it was near impossible, as was controlling it. Everyone who's ever attempted to drive it compared it to Herbie the Love Bug, saying it had a mind of its own and would not go where you wanted it to go. And wait, 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 wait. I have a problem with this story now. I was, I was on board. I was in. I was believing. But you're telling me that every person that has driven this vehicle has seen Herbie the love bug <laughs> bullshit. Which one? The one with Lohan or one of the old ones? <laughs> it's true. It's a good the point. one where they had to digitally de-enhance her titties because they were too big or the ones with like, who is the guy? Is that a thing? Are you making that up or is that a thing? Uh, I don't know if it's true, but that's what they said back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who was the guy? Don Knotts. He was in one of those, wasn't he? <laughs> the Dana Gould had a great bit on Donuts. He's like, Donuts is the only motherfucker that could never prank phone call with like someone, like uh, like a porn call. Like, what are you wearing? They're like, is this Donuts? Damn it! <laughs> so you mentioned earlier talking about the Twilight Zone uh, as a way to date yourself. Uh, Dana Gould jokes about Don Knotts, another way to date yourself. <laughs> Don Knotts got worked in the conversation. I had something on on the back burner going. Well done. Uh, I don't remember most people's names, but I can quote you early 90s Dana Gould stand-up uh, bits. So I got that going for me. Uh, and if you need to talk about chopping broccoli, I'm, I'm there for you. Stop. Yeah, so and yes, I, I know that's Dana Carvey. Uh, well, I'm just you know, talking about all the Danas, Danas, all the Danas. So she said, "You could sit for hours trying to get to start, and then give up, only to have the engine come on on its own. There was no way to adjust the speed of it. If it was moving, it was doing eighty or thirty-five or whatever it wanted to do. There was no in between, and it went fast or slow without warning." Mechanics who examined the car said they could find nothing wrong, but assumed it was a problem with its control system, which is a thing for this article. That tracks. You see, this car was an unusual model, a limited edition, a prototype. Less than 5,000 of them are built. Hey, that's what you said. Today, this car is one of less than 1,000 presumed to exist, though some estimate there may be fewer than 100 of them left. Then there was, however, the doors. While driving down the road, switching from 35 to 80 to 35 again, the doors would suddenly fly open, the seatbelt unbuckle, and it was, hang on for your life or go flying out on the pavement head first because the car is so huge and can move eight people. We often carpooled locals to church on Sunday. However, this event was short-lived as after a few times of the door flinging habit, they began to swear the car had pushed them out. And the church members kept their distance, saying a demon in the car had tried to kill them. Mechanics said the problem was threefold, caused by faulty locks, damaged seatbelts, and cracked rocker panels. I could go on and on and on about Eelcat. She is a story writer. She is a blogger. She is a fashionista. She is a car rock gluer honor. She is one crazy motherfucker, and you should read the stuff that she says. Where is the car now? 
Hidden, of course. Just ask Wendy. She won't tell you where it's at. She says it's under. I would like to point out one thing. If you identify as a fashionista, you are not a fashionista. You got to give her some slack. She can't name herself. She can't call herself a fashionista. Sometimes game just recognizes game, even if it's in the mirror. (laughs) That's the way it goes. No matter what, though, I dig Christine, so good on her, good on this story. Uh, This sounds to me like someone heard this story, went and bought one of the cars, or had the car and started the story, and was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I don't know. Where's your head at with this? Oh, God. If I cared more, I would would do a uh, skeptoid-type investigation as to, you you know how uh, you can do the whole winded, like the Polybius thing. When did yeah. when did this first uh, this first internet post post versus when did this first internet post post? Because my guess is, and this is obviously a guess because I would not spend more time researching this. Uh, my guess is that it mostly originated around Wendy Allen's website or her posts or her you know whatever. I like I, I don't. There's some I, clip I art like, on her website. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I uh, we 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 both researched this topic and we found zero newspaper articles. Uh, zero. Well, there are there are there articles, are, but there's just articles retelling the story. Zero legitimate news reporting. Right, 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 right. Websites, anything talking about the the actual deaths. Carl Francis, a thirty two year officer of blah blah right, blah blah. That's blah. why we take this so lightheartedly. Like we we don't think that anyone actually died. That's that's three motherfuckers. This would be all over the news of the world. 14 dead. Right, 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 right. Uh, You guys might be rolling your eyes. Go to the website and just go. Oh, okay, Okay, I understand now. Now I get it. Now I get it. (sighs) And what you're going to say is I get it. It's all true. That is what we're getting at. A hundred percent. You heard it here first. And God bless. You know, listen, hey. If she is autistic, uh, and this is her way of uh, making her way through the world, God bless. Yeah, you know, uh, it's not. This isn't hurting anyone. Uh, I hope it's probably not the best way to do it. Joking uh, about you know, death and making about, stories. Joking about right, right, right. But I don't know. I, I it, it's so hard. It, it's so hard to comment on these things when people throw out, "Hey, I have this thing," and, and you're like, "Okay, I." I, I I got one of those too. Uh, who am I to tell you that you don't? I, I I'm not I'm nobody. Uh, so okay, but uh, your story still seems like bullshit. I, I that's all I can tell. I just you. want old eel cat yeah. to have her own sound effect. Eel cat, splash. You know we got to work on that. <laughs> eel cat approved. You know it, if it's you know, bullshit it, it from now something... on, we need to say it's eel cat approved and then play the. <laughs> Don't you feel like Eelcat is a spiritual cousin to Cheetah from Wonder Woman 84? <laughs> uh, horseshit? Terrible? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, agree. yeah, all of the above. Yeah. 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 But but also you know, rah, rah, or whatever you were just <laughs> I want to be an apex predator. Why didn't they make her like an orca or something? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. Please, someone splash me. My skin is so dry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's all the devil's in the details. 
you know, and they're in the- I have a blowhole for Christ's <laughs> yeah, sake. Don't put anything in it. Jesus, Dave, Jesus. Yeah, the devil's in the details, and they're in the details of this story, too, and the details of the story just falls <laughs> apart. Uh, that's the way it goes. I don't know. Uh, no matter what, though, I dig Christine. I'm glad it brought us that. You know, that's a fun, fun story. If you haven't seen Christine, uh, go go watch it. It holds up. The guy gets the car, and the car... Hell, when they're making the car in the very beginning, it, like, chops off a dude's hand when the the hood closes on accident and then it just goes down from there and kills lots of Don't people. Don't you wonder, like, uh, could you could you look into main lore from the last, like, uh, 300 years and, like, every one of Stephen King's books, there's, like, a... Did you know... An eel cat out there? That in 1743, there was a clown that used to float <laughs> under... The streets. <laughs> we all float down here. I it, it, because I mean, obviously, the illusions are that uh, that he stole the this idea for Christmas. Well, I don't know if it's stealing or you just borrow the idea. Oh, an evil car. There you go. I don't know if steals the right word, but um, you know, maybe, maybe I he snorted I, the idea I, up and wrote it. It felt <laughs> it felt implied. A, it felt implied. Um, yeah. So nothing wrong with that movie. It's great, and even the ending where it gets crushed. And so the thing in Christine, too, is any damage to the car would repair itself. And towards the end, the car is like crushed to a cube, like zooms in and the movie's ending. And all of a sudden, the radio turns on and you see the antenna start straightening itself out. And you're like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, no, no. Know. Correction, Brent. You were like, yes. I, I was a full-blown fan of the car in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where my head. The kid in it too was the son of Ronnie Dangerfield in Back to School, so you can't get mad at him. It was great. Another William Zabka movie, uh, Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid. Go watch Karate Kid. Never understood Rodney Dangerfield's humor until I had a wife and kid. <laughs> uh, that whole no respect thing. Ooh. I mean, damn. Uh, no respect. Uh, it's my wife and I were trying to stop smoking, so we only smoke after sex. Me. I smoke once or twice a month. She's up to a pack a day. Oh, <laughs> that was 1974 funny. Roddy Dangerfield. There you go. So uh, again, you don't remember me text messaging you earlier today, but <laughs> stand up uh, no from respect. 40 years ago, you're on it. There you go. Dana Gould and Rodney are just burned in there. Uh, so nation, what? <laughs> Crazy cars, uh, do you think of it? Guys, here's the other thing I want you to do this week. Go to Old Eel Cat's page. It will take you about a day and a half to scroll down to the bottom of page one. That's how long it is. And report back to us. Just let us know your thoughts, your feelings, your concerns. You know, yeah. Let us know what you think of it. Where can they do that, Jen? I would suggest Hysteria Nation. Go on to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. It's our Facebook discussion group where we chat about things like this, things like aliens, things like Wonder Woman 84 being horrible, <laughs> all of the above. Go to Hysteria Nation on Facebook. While you're checking things out, we want you to check out, we get a big shout out to uh, Blog Site because this all comes from 
Eelcat's blog site, but there's another blog site, David's Basement of the Bazaar. They just recently did a blog on Hysteria 51, and uh, they talk about not only us on there, but everything from UFOs to the paranormal to cryptids, weird movies, television shows. It's a lot of fun. And he reached out to us and interviewed us, and I've been on that site a lot lately having a blast. So basementofthebazaar.com. That is a shameless plug for him because I really enjoyed the article he did on us, and it is a fantastic, fantastic website. So, guys, check and, that out. And, and and to be fair, we've both spent time on the website outside of the fact that they did anything on us. I mean, it's the only reason I'm willing to speak on it, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun. So... Check it out, David's basement of the bazaar. Not David Floor's basement of the bazaar. That's what the the police are going to find in a few months when they go down there. This one's <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> also, don't forget to check out Patreon, specifically our Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. That is our Patreon page. You can get extra episodes, up all nights, mad blurry hysteria, all sorts of stuff. And if we get up to 150 patrons, what do we say, by the end of February, we're going to do some uh, clown shenanigans on there. So, yeah, that'll be fun. You're going to you're going to grease paint it up and I'm going to eat whatever you're going to grease paint it up too, and then eat it. I've just decided that. Isn't that fun? <laughs> ah, well, we'll see. But regardless, we'll know it. We'll know something will happen. Voice bell 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. If you get any of those things. Hysteria51.com. And if you can't remember how to get to Hysteria51.com, just go to Wikipedia and look up Hysteria51. And there's a link to our webpage on there. Oh, oh shameless. I'm fucking that. shameless. Sprinkled that in. Mm, the best things are sprinkled. Uh, yeah, John. So that's uh, that's the, the scariest car that I know of. Thankfully, uh, I didn't touch it and then go have to do a murder-suicide house-burning spree. I don't know, Brent. I think the scariest car I know of is the one that you grew up with, uh, and I feel bad for all the girls that that. Well, it wasn't a 1983 Buick Regal two-door. I will say that. So we can't... With a, with a base bazooka tube rolling around non-attached uh, in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and a broken ashtray. <laughs> what is going on? Nothing, baby. That's my beats. <laughs> Why is your center console all crushed out? Because I like to lean, baby. I like to lean. <laughs> this thing was maroon on maroon. It was. Mm. Oh, maroon on the outside, maroon crushed velvet bench seats on the inside. I mean, it was like sitting on pudding this motherfucker i gave i let him borrow my third eye blind and my digital underground cd you put it in your front seat that night someone took your basketball pole out of the ground shattered your window and stole the cds <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> <laughs> i do what a rant i gotta get me some sex packets that's the name of that uh, digital underground <laughs> cd they, I'm sure they took your stereo and stuff, but I think it was all because of the digital underground. You know, the funny thing is, I, I how did I piss somebody off so much more when I was 16 than I have right now? <laughs> and why was your basketball pole so loose? 
<laughs> a better question. <laughs> All right. So those are our thoughts on basketball, thievery, and evil cars. With that said, I'm in Brent. I am sort of John. <laughs> He's been conspiracy, but stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.